See, man, I ain't tripping off none of my homeboys. No. And I ain't tripping off none of her girlfriends. I'm sure, Rafi. Because I can't do that. We're going to be together. We're going to do this. Shut up. No, we can do this. Just me and you. I love when this song first comes on. Just me and you. Just the two. Just me and you. Every time you hear it, it makes you want to slow dance. That's it. Welcome back, everybody. This is She and I. I am your host, B-Love, and I always have my very special host with me. India Marie. India Marie and B-Love, and this is She and I. The best thing to happen on a Tuesday since, you guessed it, Monday. This episode is brought to you by AdventureWorks Nashville. Are you tired of doing dinner and a movie? Spice up your date night and go on an adventure. From zip lining to an aerial obstacle course, AdventureWorks has something special for you. They even have designated couples adventures and moonlight tours. Head over to AdventureWorks.com right now and use code SHEANI to get 20% off now until November 30th. Head on over India. When is the last time you had a good old-fashioned slow dance? When's the last time you Smokey Robinson. asked me to slow dance? When was the last time you came and grabbed my hand and asked me to dance? Jamie Foxx. I'd say it was four and a half years ago on November 15th. But that, my friend, was not an actual slow dance. So our first I, dance. No, I actually watched our first dance video. I have like a short snippet on my phone. I actually yeah. watched it earlier today. Really? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it bring back memories. It was a pretty. It was. I mean, it was slow enough. The point is that we don't slow dance now. Do you want to sing the song that we dance to? No, Do I want to sing the song we dance. You to. should. I want the people to know, and I want the people to hear your um, exceptional voice when it comes to singing. Shut up. Give us a little rendition and A and B selection. Look over to, to your neighbor and say, "Superstar." So, still slow enough. I'll be your groupie, baby. It's, you are my superstar. But the I know point somebody is, somebody with me out there right then. Is that we don't slow dance. Only so, time we dance is when we in the club and twerking. back I, that ass up. Come I on. posted the picture of you twerking on me, trying to get my meat hard in public. <laughs> you shouldn't try to do that. What? Trying to twerk and back that thing up on me. Trying to get my meat hard in public. And that's not a cool thing to do. All I want to do is come to the club, sip on a Red Bull, hang out with friends, and maybe do a little bit of dancing. But when you try to grind on me and make my meat hard so people can see, it's not a good idea. That's disgusting. So watch You're out disgusting. when you start to grind. That's why I think okay, it's important. Well, next, next time, I'll just leave you standing over there looking like a lame ass by yourself. I start twerking. Yeah, I twerk. Boys can twerk too. Okay, well, I, I won't twerk then. It's a hot boy summer. Hey. I have, like I did, I, I have danced on the guy Whoa, whoa, college. whoa, whoa. What are we doing? I danced on the guy in college. What are we man. doing? 
his meat did get hard and it was so disgusting what? like yeah it, that happened and I, I literally just walked off <laughs> All right, so let me ask you a question. I literally just walked out. So what's the point? Because I was so disgusted. <laughs> what's the point of dancing with somebody then? So if nobody is actually twerking. It, nobody's actually doing it to get the guy on hard. Like what? nobody, it, like when you twerk on a guy, you're not expecting the guy to get on hard. Nobody Especially is, if it's just like a random like college party or whoa, whatever. Whoa, whoa. That's when you. That's when you are probably going to get on hard. Okay, so what are you doing with that? Age in the party. 18, 19 years old, 20, you're not impotent. Well, that if was you always... put your ass on my crotch, something's probably going to poke you. Feel that was always coming through. a turn off to me. If I felt your penis go up if and I was dancing on you, I walked clean off. And that was it. What? The end of that. I don't know one feel crazy. Why is that crazy? Because I don't understand why does I mean, it gross you out? I mean, it's a hormonal thing. Because it's just a dance. Exactly. Like it's, it's just a dance. Like to me, it's just a dance. I'm not dancing. So all right. So what to you make dance? you think that you're about to smash me once this dance is over. So what you dance on the ugly dude? Like you're just twerking all of a sudden. You see the nearest dude and it's i don't know um somebody ugly it's a gilla gorilla would you go dance on gilla mm, probably not i can exactly. have a preference on exactly. who i want to dance on so that that same thought you see this guy like oh girl matter of fact when you start either twerking you, you know how girls get oh bitch is he cute yes queen keep twerking either way it goes like i feel like you can ask anyone any girl like if you was at a party like nobody wanted to feel a guy get hard as I'm as you're dancing on him in the party. I mean, and the guy's not doing it intentionally. We're not going to the party. No, it just shows how simple-minded y'all are. What? <laughs> it shows how simple-minded you have no self-control because I guarantee you, as I'm twerking, so what my are you vagina about? isn't getting wet. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's not like Thing not like even a little bit. Sahara. I'm literally just having a good fun. Like it's all shits and giggles to me. Like I'm just you know dancing, having a good time, and then you get hard. It's like okay, what do you think is going to happen here? Nothing. I mean, I know, I know. We're in the club in the middle of the dance floor. Nothing is going to happen. But the mere fact that you are an attractive girl and you put your you you place strategically place one cheek on the side of another cheek with my hot dog in the middle of your buns. Well, that's, that's the problem. Maybe girls just need to stop twerking and no, go back. To, no, I'm not no, saying just, that. Go, just go no. ahead, go back to, you know, back in the day and hit you a little two-step and go home because obviously these men out here can't keep their, keep their junk together in their pants. We can so keep it in our pants, twerk, but... Just do a little two-step and go on on. Indy, right now you sound. This is the, probably the most ridiculous you've ever sounded on the podcast. No, no you don't, I don't expect sound somebody to get I an don't erection you to from, get dancing. from dancing. No, right, so, I don't. So, all right, so if I go to the strip club and I'm watching somebody dance, do you expect things to happen at that point? No. So you you go to the strip club to get an erection from I mean, looking at girls dance? No, I go to the strip club to enjoy hot wings. I'm just wondering so what's, what's the point of your question here? And see, nice, um, wholesome women do acrobatic things that probably the majority of women couldn't do. So that's why I'm going. I'm going to acknowledge art when I go to the strip club. Okay, whatever it's a, it's, you it's want. It's art and dance, and I go to acknowledge that and pay homage to that art. 
That's what I go do. You just compare dancing in the club and getting an erection to looking at strippers in the club. I did, but what I was trying to say, I'm trying to paint a picture of when you dance on somebody. All right. Say, for instance, right now, you come sit in my lap and you say, mm, Big Daddy, I feel it. And I'm like, oh, girl, what do you feel? And then all of a sudden you feel a little poke coming I through. I feel like that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I would feel like you're an old man if you ever said that. No, 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 no. Anybody. You are saying that to me. If you sit no. in my lap and you don't expect me. All right. So listen, being my wife, if you were to come and sit in my lap. And nothing didn't happen. Like I didn't touch you. Well, that's different. Oh, you're my, you're, my that's God. different. You're my husband. So if I am twerking on you and I'm like really twerking on you, that means I'm, I want to turn you on, even if it is in the middle of the club. But if I'm like not with you, like pre marriage, pre fiance, pre boyfriend, and I'm right. just twerking on a random guy in the club, no, I don't want you to get hard. No, I don't. So you're just putting your spray in your cheeks for randoms now? <laughs> Spreading your cheeks on their meat? That's what you're doing? <laughs> Cheeks on me. Cheeks on me. No, no, it wasn't random guys. Oh, okay. It would depend on how the okay. guy would look. Like, say for instance, if I'm just kind of dancing, then That's the guy comes up behind me, and then I kind of turn around and, and you get say, a good look at the face. You look at your and friend. Then that would determine whether or not I'm going to continue to twerk out. All right, and if the guy is good looking, uh huh, this guy looks nice. This guy is big, Sean. Okay. Would you want his no wee wee? I get wouldn't. And eerie. I would not. Okay, you're lying right now, but I it's am all right. Not lying. I like I'm not, the wholesome act. And that those you're doing. dress up parties were the worst because niggas be Ooh, in there. Got them old slacks. <laughs> got them old. Listen, that old fine fabric, that old thin sheet of fabric. And guys could not control themselves, but like I Why said, are you I blaming this you? on guys when you girls are the immediate cause? It's girls. The, Stop talking on guys. If it's anybody that's of that don't age say that. that is that young listening don't to say this that. podcast, don't twerk on guys if you don't want uh, their penis getting erased. You shouldn't because say that. According to Barrett, that's what they're supposed to do. No, I didn't say what this what they're <laughs> supposed to do. What I did say, however, girls shouldn't be upset when you do feel can, a little poke can, coming it's through. It's not even being upset. It's just like, ew, gross. Turned off. I'm walking away. I'm not upset that you got erect. I'm just di- kind of disgusted. <laughs> Listen, I control my erections. You know what I mean? So you saw it twerking on me. And I don't want to get that old meat um, hot and ready. I'm just going to go. I'm going to walk off myself. I'm going to say, slow down. Woo! Slow down. Oh. <laughs> Shake the pop. Drop that. Stay in line. <laughs> Forget a cake because you can't care. <laughs> Shake it fast. You've never walked off from me, so. Because you were shaking it. Excuse me, all your plays and pimps right now on the place to be. God, I'm on fire tonight. I'm on fire. <laughs> shake it fast right there. Well, I love me some more shake it fast. Speaking of shake it fast, this weekend is going to be great. But, India, how was your weekend, your week? This week, did you twerk on anybody during I did the week? twerk on anybody. Did you and Blake did we do this sit around the house twerking? Um, Let's get into it real fast because I got something to say. During the week, we got deep. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. Yes, sir. So chill. Let's talk on the podcast. India said, what do we do this week? I want you to back up a little bit and tell the people what happened to you 
on Thursday it, because it made me think about something. On Thursday. Oh. It must wasn't that traumatic. No. <laughs> it was Shit, pretty I awful. It was pretty bad. I mean, yeah, good night. Um, so yeah, Thursday last Thursday, I took Blake to the park. We went to the splash pad, had a ball. We were getting ready to go get something to eat after we left the splash pad and on our way there. Someone rear-ended us. Beep beep. We were sitting at a red light, and somebody smacked the back of us. Mm. And it's crazy. It's just the second type of accident I've been in like mm. that. It was because it was funny. I was talking to the insurance company <laughs> today. Okay. And it says, because um, they were talking about. Um, but the last time you were well, the cause. No. <laughs> in the Honda? No, in 2013. I don't remember. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So that was a while ago. Okay. Well, no, because I was talking to this lady was calling to talk about medical stuff. Okay. And she was telling me how the insurance company was going to cover like my doctor's appointments and stuff. And um, she was like, I see here that you, you suffered injuries in 2000. Uh, 13 from another car wreck. And I said, you know what? It's the same type of car wreck. Was I in the car in 2013? Yeah, Valentine's Day. Oh, that was Valentine's Sitting Day. Sitting at a red light and I somebody forgot. smacked the back of us. This is the second type of accident I've been in like that. It's just crazy. But uh, thank God it was a minor injury. Um, The guy told the police officer that his foot slipped. <laughs> Dude, how did your foot slip? <laughs> Um, he might have been in the car getting a little fellatio. But thank God we were safe, and thank God for car seats because I honestly don't even think that Blake noticed what happened. Now, something that we didn't know—I don't know if you guys out there know this—but when you have a car accident, it is mandatory by the state that you have to get a new car seat. I don't remember if the police officer told me it was mandatory or really? not. I thought you told me it was. So you lied to me trying to get a new no, car seat? No, no, no. Ah, he did say. He was, he was India, like, I see what you're doing no, here. No, he did say. Okay. He was like, you know, usually when you get into a car accident, um, you're supposed to get a new car seat. Okay. But I don't know if he was looking at like the severity of the mm. accident that I had. He was like, but I do know that when you get a in a car accident, you're supposed to replace your car seat. Okay. So I was just like, all right, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, um, so then I thought I about this. I found out more <laughs> so as I, the week goes by. So I thought about all of that that happened, and I'm like, man, God knows that I was in the right place at the right time because I couldn't imagine somebody rear-ending me while I'm in the car with Blake because I probably would have got out of the car. You know me. <laughs> would have been some smoking and shitty. Some slow, sad, sad singing and flower bringing because India said that when it happened, the dude jumped out of his car, ran to the window, and was like, oh my God, you okay? It's just an accident. What did, no, what did he say? No, that's not what he said. Oh, shit, what did he say? He got out of the car and he, he kind of like, he was being kind of like a smart ass. See what I mean? And he was like, so, like, what do you want to do here? And I was like, what do you mean what do I want to do here? I've already called the police. And he was like, well, do you want to pull over to the side instead of just sitting in the middle of the road? And I was like, I'm not doing shit. I'm going to sit here until the police get here. 
See, and I don't feel like it so was I his... just brought up the window because I felt like he like he had some aggression in his voice and he was coming mm-hmm. off like he had an attitude. And I was just like, you hit me. Let's not get that twisted. You hit me. I was, see, we were sitting at a red light. You hit me. <laughs> and to me, that was so unnecessary for that guy to act like that. And I know how I am when I drive with Blake. I try to have both hands on the wheel in nine and three, making sure like I'm watching my front, oh, my back, we don't have my side and my side. As of today, July 1st. Hands-free Tennessee. Hands-free Tennessee. Which means that you cannot have your phone on your person while you are driving in your car. The first fine will be $50. The second fine, if they catch you again, is $100. And then the third one, it goes up from there, um, $200 plus. So by all means, if you live in Tennessee, just be cognizant when you drive that July 1st was the day that you cannot have any cell phone usage in your hand now you can use a hands-free device meaning a bluetooth and um a gps but it must be connected on one of those little cell phone protractor things Mm. i have one of those there you go i threw the one you gave me away Yep. I know it's what, it's what you're trying yep. to get to right now. Yep. So just be careful out there. Everybody be careful if you are traveling this week. It's a holiday weekend, 4th of July. Let me hit the horn. So if you guys are out there traveling, man, just be safe. Watch out for people. Women tend to text and drive a lot more than men. What? I'm telling you, it's a well-known fact. not a fact. statistic? Where did you just pull that from? You know where I got that from. What? Women. Pull up your references. Text and drive. Where did you get that from? The National Highway Patrol. Women text and drive and have more accidents texting and driving than males. I need to to check your references. Check them. I'm being love. I'm right. Okay. Go out there and check them. I'm just saying that you have a horrible track record when it comes to texting and driving no, you also like to instagram and drive no, you do everything and drive Man, i'm never so. in the car with you <laughs> thank goodness i'm scared to drive with you. <laughs> so what are you talking so about make sure if you are traveling out there you be safe on their road and you text and drive india this weekend i also watched the um mike epps netflix netflix comedy special oh god no i like me some old mike epps probably He's in my top four or five comedians of all time. I'm not ready to give it to try yet. Man, it's amazing. Mike Epps had a joke on there, and it <laughs> made me think about something I wanted to ask you. What? He had a joke on there talking about how he was in special education growing <laughs> up, and he said that he didn't want the girls to know he was in spe- special ed, so he would walk back from his class like they were in a straight line and he would kind of hang back so when somebody asked him he was like no i'm just the monitor of the class i'm helping the teacher watch over this (laughs) class until one day this girl came to him and they said are you in this class he said no i'm just a monitor the girl then said you're lying because i see your name on one of those goldfish papers on the door outside of the classroom so it blew his cover and have you ever talked? Did you ever talk to somebody that was in special education in um mm-hmm. high school? No, I didn't. Um, not discriminating or anything. Just the classes were separate. 
Yeah, they were. Which you like? Like, like real separate. All right, so like, we really <laughs> saw them in school. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I class they were equal. I mean, we saw them. I'm not saying. I mean, your them class as, was so small. Whoa, your school was whoa, so small. Whoa, watch it. Watch My it. My school was huge. Really? Yeah. Okay, congratulations. I graduated with almost 600 people. I graduated with 80. Uh, <laughs> 80. <laughs> 80. 80, 83 to be exact. Uh, but anyway, so is do you feel like it's something wrong? Like in high school, was it a stigma attached to girls dating a guy that was in special ed? I mean, I don't think... I've never known anyone to date anyone in special ed. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just... There shouldn't be, but, but you see, I, I saw <laughs> no, the but. I'm just saying that there shouldn't be, and I mean it's it's unfortunate that people even you know think that way, but it just wasn't even like a topic of discussion. Like no one ever made fun of people in special ed. It, no, it was for just sure. Well, I take that back. You like tried to talk to in that way. I take that back. They didn't talk to... It, 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 okay, so, it, you know, in my school, it's just kind of like you all... You have, like, your own peer group. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like your small group of friends. And I feel like they probably had, like, their own small group. Because, like I said, I, I don't really recall seeing them in school, you know, very often. Okay. I just wanted to know because I thought about that when he said, like... Mike Epps said that he had to lie to the girl because the girl was going to think something, probably think less of him. I'll be honest with you. I talked to a girl that was in special ed, and she, don't, don't you make that look. Don't you do that. You made a look. look. See, and there it is right there. You gave me a smirk. Like, did you? I'm not going to say her name because her name is very distinctive. And if I say it, some people might know her. But, this girl was a good, and she still is. She's a good-looking girl. Um, I didn't think it was anything wrong with talking to her, but when I, at the time that we were talking, we never made it official. You see what I'm saying? But at the time that we were talking, I feel like that the other girls that I was also talking to at the time they were hating on them. Talking about, oh, you talk to that girl, she this, that, and th-. man, why, why you hate? So then that made me feel self-conscious about moving forward with this girl. She was a good girl. And I feel like that they put a strain on our relationship because she was in special ed. And the thing about it, she wasn't like 100% in special ed. She only took special ed reading. And listen, reading is pretty tough. I mean, (laughs) you may get nervous when it's time to read in front of large groups. It's not the easiest thing to do. You have to be confident to read. And that's part of the battle. And I think she she wasn't confident enough to read out loud. So then they kind of shifted her in special ed reading. Because she was a bright girl. She test into... No, nah, she didn't test. She was a bright girl. Okay. I'm, I'm defending just, her right I'm just, What? You're making me I'm feel like a, I'm 16 I'm not again. I'm going to fight you on that. Shout out to the home girl, man. <laughs> I know you didn't deserve You deserve better than that. I, I hope she has it right now. I hope somebody sends her this clip that knows us and says, listen to B-Love as he goes on a rant about you and while they hate it on you. That's crazy. You shouldn't hate on people who like, are different than you are. No, no, no. I feel like you can date anybody who you're given the opportunity to get to know. Okay. So, you know, 
had I crossed paths, like you going past looks. Right. So I never like saw anybody that was like attractive to me that I just wanted to, you know, talk to like that. But going past looks as far as like getting to know someone, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to be in their same circle or, you know, at least have ran access into to them? them in high school to get to know them. Like y'all never ran into one another in the hallways and you were like, man, that's in your case, man, that's Brandon. He's in special ed, but that boy's good looking. Like you never ran into somebody at school. Like, Not like so like every guy that I dated in high school, I either took classes with them. Okay. Or we had like a lot of mutual friends. Mm. So that's how I dated those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like the last guy I dated in high school, I, I think we took a few classes together. Okay. At least two or whatever between like junior and senior year. Right. So, you know, I, I saw him a lot and that's, that's how I got to know him, you know, talking in class. Other mm. guys I dated, you know, mutual friends. So we would talk in the hallways, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> never ran into a person that had special ed classes by happenstance and said hey why haven't I seen you around these parts and then they say well I don't take the same classes as you do and then you say well what classes do you take and then that's how the conversation was started my school was really big no <laughs> I mean MTSU was really big and we didn't take the same classes but damn it I ran into you at a party. That's different. What you will how? That's different. So in, it ain't like we was just kicking it in the KUC together. In high school, y'all didn't have football games? Yeah. Y'all didn't have parties? Um, All right, well, y'all didn't have pep rallies? Not like let's, let's keep it here. No, no, no. Oh no. We 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 did not have dances in school. Okay. They weren't a lot. By the time I got to high school, the, the previous Memphis. classes. The mile. The previous classes had messed up the dances so by the okay. time i got to high school we couldn't have any dances so the only guys, dance i ever went to school related was prom okay that's it that's weird and then in middle school i went to an eighth grade prom that's it yeah <laughs> so I mean, that's like, normal. it was more dances in middle school obviously but like i said in high school that was that was it well no 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 dances <laughs> we went to the club okay in memphis so stay right there. When you went to the club in Memphis, you didn't see anybody that went to old White Station that somebody was like, girl, there's Brandon. He goes to White Station. Mm. But he's in old speed. No, Beard. <laughs> I just want <laughs> to know, he's man. To ask, first of all, you asked me these same questions over and over. You could the same answer. <laughs> No. There's nothing wrong with it. All right, it so I'm saying. I didn't say it was anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it never happened for me. So saying nothing, all no, that. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm saying all that to say that if you are out there dating somebody a little different than you are, and if they have some sort of learning disability or they have some sort of thing that makes them different, it's okay to still date them. And don't let anybody tell you that it's not okay. Because I feel like everybody deserves love. And hey, and I did know one guy. I will say the but. See what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. This guy was different. He was very smart. 
in different ways. Um, he was really into like electronics and stuff. I think. Um, okay. He was he was autistic. Okay. And he was obsessed with cars, and he used to. Um, he was so cool. I can't even think of his name. You gotta say his name. But he used to like zoom through the hallways. Like you could hear him coming. Like if you set your locker, you could hear him. Like he's like gearing up his engine. Like vroom, vroom. And he was just like take off running through the hallways. <laughs> like he was in his car. But everybody knew him. Okay. Everybody knew him. I didn't feel compelled to date him. No. This <laughs> sounds like it sounds like you did. You want nah. to ride on his vroom vroom. <laughs> Shut up. And you have a Mazda right now. Shut up. Vroom vroom. But he he made himself known. Like yeah, everybody it's cool. knew him. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But now I'm talking I'm like friends on Facebook. It's dope. So that's what I'm saying. But if you did feel compelled to date him and you guys ended up, you know, getting married or if somebody felt compelled to date somebody right now um, that were a little bit different. I'm just trying to say I'm trying to extend the olive branch to people and say it's all right. I did it before I dated that. I dated that girl in um, high school and we hung out a lot in high school and I didn't give two shits what anybody thought. She was a good looking girl. <laughs> You know her name. I've said her name to you before. And you were like, what type of name is that? I'll see it off air. But anyway, speaking of stigmas, I thought about something else, too. I was kicking it with one of the homegirls at work. And um, we just talking. And she said something about um, it's a stigma surrounding people when they graduate college and they move back in with their parents. Mm. And I'm like, damn. Let's talk about that, Indy. Mm-hmm. So, what do you? Th- why do you think it's such a stigma, especially in the black community, when we graduate and we move, have to move back in with our parents? Um, I think it's just. I guess I guess people think that when you go off to college, uh-huh. that you know that's an automatic ticket to having your shit together. Mm, it's true. And that is not the case, nope. especially the time that we times that we live in and graduating from college does not mean jack shit if you're not going into like a IT professional <laughs> like, you know, type of career. Right. You know, a, a college degree does not guarantee a good paying job. You know, after graduation. Right. It just doesn't. So, rather than moving in by yourself, pretending like you have it all together and struggling, it's not a bad idea to move back in with with your parents until, you know, you get on your feet. Because it's hard. It. You and I got married. Yeah. You know, right after... I graduated, and had I not been with you, I probably would have had to move back home. Mm-hmm. Realistically, like, the type of money that I was making, I couldn't find a job. Like, I wouldn't have been able to pay, you know, all of my bills. Right. Or I still just would have been living in a college apartment. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with <laughs> You know that. what yeah, I'm saying? Sure. Um, Even though I, like, really didn't, like, never wanted to move back home. Right. But... There's no point in, you know, being out here struggling mm-hmm. <laughs> for no reason. And I know, like, parents don't necessarily want their children to come back home. But mm-hmm. 
like I said, if you don't have to struggle, then don't struggle. For sure. And you said in the black community. Yeah, I think it's um, a bigger stigma um, among us than I it is. I just think that. Anywhere else. Unfortunately, um, some white families are just closer. And they're just, they've always been set up differently. Like, you know, there are significantly more white families who don't have to take out student loans. Okay. Who don't come out of college in debt. Okay. Um, who just simply don't have to struggle. Right. Um, and that's a huge, uh, you know, unfortunate circumstance in general in the black community. Cause our community just was not set up like that. Like our parents, um, weren't able to set us up for success. Mm-hmm. And what they don't know, they didn't know. Like what our parents didn't know, they just didn't know. They they didn't have the, I feel like the necessary resources to go out and then kind of equip us with some of the same tools that um, other cultures have among their um, parents and their peers. Exactly. Like, the, the you know, white families, they're not ha- having to live strictly off of student loans. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was that was my situation. Right. I could, my tuition was paid for. I a lot of times I had to take out student loans to live. Mm-hmm. You know, because we just simply couldn't afford it. In hindsight, considering I'm not doing anything with my degree and I probably never will, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it. Because it's not worth it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just would have had to, you know, take it a lot slower, figure out, you know, another way to try to pay for it. Right. You know, because like I said, I feel like that, that's one of my biggest regrets. Speaking of that, keep going. Um, That's probably one of my biggest <laughs> regrets, you know. We're going to talk about that in a second. Going into that much debt for something that I'm not simply just not going to use. Yeah. But see, at the time, uh, at the time, you didn't know that you weren't going to use it. So I didn't. And it's because we don't have the proper resources. We don't have the right people talking to us when we're in high school to make those proper decisions. Okay. Um, we get student loan debt, we get credit card debt. Yeah, we get all that. Ooh. We don't have anybody telling us that no, Being that's not a debt good idea. Up to your ears. Yeah, it's like you coming out of college in yeah. your early twenties in debt. Yeah, and then you got to struggle your whole twenties. Trying yeah. to make ends meet because you weren't set up for success. Like if if they would teach us that stuff in high school, so that we can make the right decisions, mm-hmm. you know, and really, and we're not exposed to enough. There you go. We're not exposed to enough options. Okay. Career wise. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were growing up, it's like, what do you want to be? Teacher? Nurse? <laughs> I talked about that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for like, sure. I, I, I wasn't interested in none of that. I, I knew then that I didn't want to do that, but that was what I was told that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to college. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to major in one of those fields, and I was going to take out student loans to live, to live, right. to graduate, to do one of those fields. So, th- so then it's funny. So when then when you have to move back in with your parents, I feel like that 
some of us are are lucky to have parents that will open their home for us with open arms when we graduate college and that's a blessing but then we have others with nowhere to go you know what i mean like they can't go home because their parents are living their best lives and they really don't want to be dealing with you and what you went through after you probably cost them some money from even going to college like not knowing what you wanted to do um so it's pretty tough and then kind of taking a step back and looking at it from a dating perspective i feel like it's hard for a guy when he graduates college to move back in with his parents and then try to seriously have a dating life it's hard on the ego in general yeah it is it is because you've been staying by yourself or you know with roommates or you've been staying outside of your parents for the past four or five six years however long it took you to graduate um you have you have not been staying with your parents so you've had all this freedom and then if you do have to move back home with your parents a lot of times it's not just you don't a lot of times you still don't have the same freedom that you once had when you were living outside of their homes because one you're trying to be respectful too you're grown now right but you still have to respect your parents' rules. It's still you, you their still have house. To respect. <laughs> I'm not coming in at 4 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm not. I'm not bringing a girl in the house and we got there getting bucket naked all on the goddamn couch. And my daddy got to come sit down and enjoy watching Family Feud the next day. <laughs> well, she got her booty juice all over the couch. My daddy watching Family Feud. So I feel like you know it's it's hard on the person who has to move back in. With their parents, mm-hmm. but then it's also hard for the parents with them not. I don't even know how I want to phrase this. It, it's it's just simply needing the support. Yeah, from your parents. You know what? And I say this all the time when somebody tells me that man I had to move back in with my parents or like. If they're in Nashville or shit, Atlanta, wherever they may be, and they say, yeah, um, I graduated and moved back in with my parents because they are. While I was in um, college, I stayed with my parents. Looking back at it, like in hindsight, that's that's a hell of a move to be able to stay with your parents for like a year or two after you graduate and be able to just stack your money up and then be able to go out and be free to do whatever you want to. Now you have a cushion. You have a two year cushion underneath you to go out there and hell make a few mistakes or make a few good investments or do other things with your money. But you have, now you have that security. So do I, do I think it's think a bad idea? It. I don't think it's a bad idea well, staying then you home. You think with your about parents. it, it's like you graduate, you like what, 22? 22. You know what I'm saying? Like you go back home with your folks for just a year? Let's say you got a great job. <laughs> say you got a great job um, when you graduate 22, you have a professional career and you're making good money on your, your own insurance and you can move back in with your parents. Did you just fart on my foot? No, my phone just vibrated. Oh, Jesus. I was nervous. <laughs> You, you about to move back in with your parents farting on my damn foot like that <laughs> stinking ass alright anyway but yeah no. if you do all of those things you got a good paying job and you wait about a year two move back in stack your chips get your paper and then when you get out you ball till you fall but do it but I also think that 
that's a part of the problem. We're just not taught how to be smart with money. We're not. And you know something else um, that our cultural counterparts get to do? They get to also travel. Like I know a lot of us, a lot of um a lot of people I know when they graduated, they just took a year off, like a whole year, and just traveled. Traveled abroad, um, saw different things, did different things. They just took a year off to fucking explore. And I think that's a beautiful thing to do. Unfortunately, um, a lot of us aren't blessed with that ability to do so. But hey, hey you know what? It, it's all right. If you're not, still, you can, you, you it's still means to an end like i said if you have to go home and live with your parents for a little while do it stay with them stack your paper up and then go ball on them (laughs) go to the strip club throw 500 and feel good when you leave but that's also why i think it's important that um like our generation yep does the work that we need to do right for sure. Within ourselves and making, we know better, better. Deci- we and making know better. better decisions so that we can raise our children differently. Right. And the thing about it is now that we know better, it's good and it's key for us to do better. But not only that, it's also great for us to empower others around us and also um, our son and whoever else. You know what I mean? Like tell people who look up to you the same things that you're learning now so they won't fall into the same mistakes that you may have fallen in. Like when I went to school, I felt like, like we were talking about a gap year, right? Yeah, a gap year. I couldn't think of the name. I didn't feel like I had an option to take a gap year. It was like, (laughs) you are going to school. Even though I did not know what I wanted to do. Like I, I knew what I was expected to do, but I didn't necessarily know like what, I wanted to do. Yep. And I, it was just a lot of wasted time to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Blake were to come <laughs> to me and, you know, when it, when he gets ready to graduate mm-hmm. high school and he tells me he wants to take a break and just work, I'm going to say, okay, well, let's do that and let's talk about your plan from here. Yes, figure it out. Let's, you know, let's figure out a plan. You know, not forcing you into debt that you don't need and making making decisions that are just not necessary at that moment. So right. that he, he can be set up, you know, super straight when he gets to his, you know, mid-20s, Boom. late 20s. Yeah. Going to Magic City, throwing 500, leaving no, now feeling good. Not wasting good. money on frivolous ass. How was that frivolous ass? He might find his wife in Magic. Okay. Hmm. Oh, Magic City. Oh, and Poe. Anyway, so that's gonna conclude this week of Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. But now, before we move on, I would like to say B Love's relationship is brought to you by one of our favorite date spots and that my friends is the candle bar are you tired of going to yankee candle <laughs> bath and body works walmart to get those little stinky tea light candles you used go to out love here those. i did go out there <laughs> and have a fantastic date night and go to the candle bar and get you some customized 
poured candles on us. And when you go, let them know that you were sent there by She and I Podcast. That is the candle bar. Now, without further ado, let's do what we do. Now, unqualified advice from B-Love and B-Love's Relation I got the keys, the keys, the keys. This week, B-Love's Relation Tip. We are preparing to go out of town on this holiday weekend. We got the old Essence Fest coming up. Some people are going to family reunions. Whatever you're doing, have a good time. But when you're doing these things, you will probably run into people that you'd like to get to know a little bit better. Well, I'm going to give you a tip on what not to do when you run into these people. So ladies and gentlemen, you should not ask someone for their Instagram handle as soon as you meet them. That is a, a good for that. Listen, that is a big damn no no. Like, What's don't your do Instagram? That. Yeah, like why? <laughs> Why, what's, why? what's your IG? Yeah, why are you doing that? What, what happened to... Hit me hey, up DM. Matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean? You feel me already. You feel me. So let's do a little role play. Here we go. I'm walking with the homies at Essence Fest. I see a nice old yellow tender red. Excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, hey. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. How are well, you? Listen, listen. You look amazing on this fine... Essence holiday weekend. Thank you. And out of all this essence, you are the herbal of them all. <laughs> herbal essences. Get it? Now, before you go on any further, I would like to communicate with you and get to know you a little better. And what better way to do that than to exchange phone numbers? Do you have a phone number? I'm not giving my phone number. Well, don't right you know now. what? I understand that because you know what? I don't really need your phone number. How about that old Instagram handle? Oh, I don't have Instagram. I'm not on social media. And, and see what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why you should not go ask a girl their Instagram handle. If you do decide to give out your handle, just know you are opening up a window to your personal life and you just met this person, had a slight conversation with them. Maybe you guys went and exchanged a couple of beverages, but you should never give out your Instagram handle because now they have a window into your personal life. Now, I got a question for you. Uh -huh. If somebody were to come up to you and ask you for your social security number, would you give that to them? What? Your social, would you give that to them? Why the hell you give it out to Instagram? It's just as much personal stuff on your IG than it is on you. It you shouldn't got, be nothing that personal on your IG, honestly. You got Blake running around here looking crazy with his hair all messed up, I mean, parts yeah, that's going different. everywhere. It's it, different, but if, if I'm single and somebody's approaching me at Essence Fest, I mean, it honestly, it depends on how the guy looks. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, exactly. See what I mean? <laughs> Getting a person's Instagram handle is almost like cheating the system. Instead of trying to get to know them by talking or texting, you decide to do something else. You decide to resort 
to stalking. IG <laughs> stalking. As soon as you get the handle, the first thing you do is what? Scroll through the pictures. And like 20 of them from 14 weeks ago. You just over there on a liking spree. My guy, she understands. You just got the handle. Relax, all right? I know what you're thinking. Better safe than sorry. And I know most of us go straight to Instagram as soon as we have that person's name anyway. We got to go check them out to make sure they're not crazy or anything like that. I understand that. But don't lead with what's your Instagram handle. Get to know them. And if you're lucky, at the end of the night, you guys will probably be taking pictures and you will be all in the IG story if you're having that type of a good time. Sometimes a good time, they're broadcasted on the IG story. And if that person likes you enough or is having a good time with you like they should be, they'll put you on the IG story. And then at that point, you get the Instagram handle. But not until then, my friend, you go ahead and wait it out and wait as long as you can. And don't force the issue because when you start forcing the issue, then you start to look like you drive a white van trying to put some people inside of it. So that is B-Love's relationship. India, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Here we go. Let her upgrade you. What would India do? Ho, W-W-I-D. What would India do? Kick it. So I was asked a question from yes, one of indeed. our listeners. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's kind of for both of us. Okay. So, what happens when you've set some rules for the kids and then one parent breaks a rule without talking to the spouse? I do it all the time. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because if it's something that... Well, so, I think one of the things that worried me about starting to have kids is or was the way that the kids would be raised. Okay. And we've talked about this before. You know, you have to agree on how that will be raised. And, like, as Blake gets older, things will come up. We will set rules for them, for him. And... Ain't know them. Yet. <laughs> mm. And... It makes it difficult for all parties involved when you set rules for kids and one of the parents break the rule. It shows inconsistency to the child. Okay. Because you have one parent telling you no to something, but you have the other parent telling you something different. That causes friction between the parents. Mm-hmm. Because now y'all aren't on the same page. Nope. And you're double backing on something that we agreed upon. And then, now I'm hurt because we talked about this. We agreed on this. And you just said, forget whatever we talked about it. I'm just going to give this kid whatever he wants. Whatever you want. And I don't think that's right. So, 
I feel like more conversations will definitely have to be had. Mm-hmm. And I know I know that that's like that has happened with us. Right, yeah. You know, with with Blake, he doesn't have a lot of rules right now because he's just one. Right. But there are certain things that, you know, we don't want him to do. So something as simple as Drink the protein shit. No. <laughs> Something as simple as playing with the TV remotes. Playing with the TV remotes. All right, because here we go. He loses the remotes. He loses the remotes. He pushes things and he messes pushes. things up on TV. And uh-huh. I just take the remotes from him, say, no, you can't have the remote. It's not a toy. And then you will go and give him the remote. Just so that he won't be upset about whatever he's fussing about. It's my main man. But then when it's time for you to watch something on TV I'm that you want to watch. Because now I can't find the remote. And then you mad at him because you can't find the remote and you know that he's the one that had it. Yeah, I'm pissed. So that's what I mean by inconsistency. Where we decided that he wasn't going to be able to play with the remote. So that should be that on that because that's what we discussed and that's what it should be. Right. But see, sometimes it's difficult for um, men to tell their kids no. I feel like that I'm I'm not the biggest enforcer of the rules when it comes to Blake. You are. And I feel like I'm want to, I want to be the cool dad, but at the same time, I don't want him to just fall out and cry on me. Um, but we can't do the whole cool parent because that's going to end up making me always look like the bad parent. Right. So I, and I that's now, not the type of relationship that I want with him. For sure. For sure. For sure. But now um, it was an episode of, of the Bernie Mac show when Bernie Mac said we need to have a united front. Him and um, I forgot her name. But anyway, they had a united front where he wanted to whoop the kids and she didn't want to whoop the kids. And then Jordan got out of hand and he was doing some old crazy stuff. And then she finally pulled the belt off and had to whoop him. And Bernie was like, that's what I'm talking about, old united front. So I do feel like that we should take a step back and talk about rules when they come up. And we should be a united front. And if, if, if we think a rule is or if one of us disagrees with the rule at the time and we think it's too harsh, we shouldn't overstep the person, the, the other parent in front of the child. But can, then because they then see that I can overrule you or you can overrule me, and then they're gonna they're gonna play on that. Kids are smart. Yeah, they know because what what's to gonna do. happen is if, you know, Blake will start to always go to you for stuff. Yep. Because he knows that you will always tell him yes. Cool dad, cool dad. Yeah, that's me. It is. I mean, but that's obnoxious and it's not fair to me. But, but I say that now, but even though I'm the cool dad, Blake always does what when he gets in trouble? You, you can fuss at Blake Put him in timeout, and as soon as he gets out of timeout, the first thing that he's going to do is run right to you and pat you on your back. Well, this-, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. But I think it's because, like, I've always been his comforter, mm. and he's always breastfed. 
So he like my body is like his comfort zone. Like oh, okay. I'm his comfort it's zone. It's something. It's nasty. It's so, a nasty zone. <laughs> nasty zone. So, I think that's why he always comes back to me. But with all that being said, I do think that the rules should be set by um both parents and when they are decided upon. You shouldn't go back and renege on anything that you guys have decided upon. Now, if you do think a rule is too harsh or if the parent, the enforcer is being too hard on the child or children at one point of time, then when it's over, you guys should have that talk. But I don't think you should have those type of conversations in front of the children. I agree. I definitely don't I think agree. that. I, I, I never want to embarrass um you being the mother of my child in front of anybody like in front of my child in front of anybody so because well, that kind of stuff is the type of stuff that spills over into a child's adult relationship oh for sure like he knows who to come to like you said now it's like oh nah like i like dad is my guy mom she was cool but she was hard on me but my dad like that's my guy and i don't want him to feel like even though you know that's true but i want him to know that i'm his homeboy but at the same time we got rules and regulations we gotta abide by the principalities smoky <laughs> i can do rules you have to do rules <laughs> yeah, i'm just gonna follow your lead okay Okay. The United Front. Okay. And you are the El Capitan. I'm the Lieutenant. Lieutenant Love is what they call me. <laughs> anyway, jealous, so, so you guys listen up. It's been real this episode, man. It's been amazing. Um, India, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at India.Marie on Instagram and shop indie boutique on Instagram. And make sure that you guys like us everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, um, Apple. Make sure y'all go and leave us a great review. <laughs> Five stars. Nothing less than. And also make sure you guys drop us a line. She and I podcast on Instagram. She and I podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. Listen, no question is crazy. Give us topics to talk about. We love to hear from you. Thank you to the homegirl who sent this question about the parenting styles because India and I, we do have different parenting styles, which is a great question. Um, so hit us up. Let us know what's good. We get questions every week, but we damn sure want more. So keep those questions coming. We will keep this quality content coming. You can find me at Beloved. 1911 on all social platforms. You can also find me somewhere down in New Orleans drinking an old hand grenade with some Hennessy in it this weekend. Or oh, a fishbowl. Oh, hen hand grenade. Hit us up. Shout out to the Vina. Shout out to Courtney. We see you. We'll be out there representing with the homegirls. Hit us up. Let us know where you're going to be. If you're going to be out in New Orleans this weekend, we will be there. That's really it. Hanging out and kicking shit. Hanging out and kicking shit. So this episode is brought to you again by Sips and Strokes. Go get your paint on, paint us a picture, and catch us next time. It's been real. It's been fun. 
This is she, 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 I, 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 I,